Fellowship. And we're here tonight, and we're going to continue the series that we started last week entitled Low of the Volume. But I just want to say thank you for being here, and I want to welcome our online audience as well. Tonight, we're going to be in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 all night tonight. Uh, we're going to read a substantial amount of scripture. Is it all right if we read the Bible tonight? Is that cool? I was just checking because I forgot we were in church, right? Is it okay if we read uh, the Bible tonight? And we're going to read about about 15, maybe uh, 11, 12 scriptures in the book of Ephesians and try to understand and, and really hit home this principle uh, of what we talked about last week that truly God desires for us as Christians. And I get it tonight. I'm primarily speaking to Christ's followers. And you may be here tonight going, you know, I don't really know. I just, I'm here checking out this whole thing. They told me there was going to be hamburgers. You're in the wrong place. It's down there. Um, but you're just checking it out. Listen, hang tight. We truly want to show you who Jesus is tonight and who we're trying to, uh, to, to uh, imitate him and who he's supposed to be on this earth through us. And so hopefully you get a picture of who he is by us trying to be like him tonight. Um, but at the end of this, I hope you fully understand and lean in anyways on what God wants to speak in your life. But for those of us who have committed our heart to Jesus, this series was, was entitled uh, Lower the Volume to help us respond to some of the rhetoric, some of the, 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 the anger and the chaos and just the, the outright just grossness going on in our culture right now. And, you know, it's not fun to have to talk about these things, but as a church, we can no longer just be silent. And uh, we've been in a series, if you missed it, last week we started it. You can go back and check it out on the app. You can watch Pastors this past weekend and uh, what we talked about in his message. And then tonight, we're going to continue the conversation in the book of Ephesians. So if you have your Bible, great. Turn there, Ephesians chapter 4. If you have the Bible app, open that up. If you have our Westover app, open that up. Just get all of them open, right? We're going to make, make good use of our time tonight and getting into the book of Ephesians. But before we do that again, because of the sensitivity of this uh, conversation will happen. I just want to, I want to pray if I can and just let the Holy Spirit uh, do what only the Holy Spirit can do. And that is really soften our hearts for the seeds that he wants to plant tonight. Father, I truly believe that at the heart of who you are, your word says you loved the world. You love all of us equally. You love us. But Lord, sin gets in the way and sin complicates things. Sin, uh, it, it, it really, it leads us down a road, Lord, of destruction. So God, I pray that in this series, we were able to see the hope that is found in you towards loving other people different than us, and possibly even loving ourselves a little better than we did when we walked into this place. Let the message from your word be so relevant to the conversation going on in our world today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Cool. So here we go. We're going to read uh, several scriptures. We're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul writing to the church of Ephesus. Really cool story. I've actually stood in Ephesus. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible and you read a book like Ephesus, you think it sounds like a fairyland. I've, I've actually stood. Ephesus was a real place. I got to walk down the road that Paul walked right before they were going to try to uh, assassinate him, if you will. So Ephesians is a cool place. I've been there. and We're going to read from the book of, Eph of Ephesians. Chapter, chapter 4, verse 17, starting in verse 17. Here you go. Paul says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord. So he's already starting off, listen, this is important, pay attention, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. So right away, like I said, we're, this conversation 
is to those of us who have called ourselves Christ followers. We've called upon the name of the Lord. We've asked Jesus to come into our heart. There's been a redemption moment. This is the message that Paul's saying. This is to us, okay? Verse 18. They are darkened. These Gentiles are darkened or the lost. They are darkened in their understanding and they are separated and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. I just want to pause there and say, do not be freaked out when people that are lost behave like people who are lost, all right? Because the subtitle of my message tonight is Rules on Social Media as it relates to this conversation. Do not be, Paul's going, listen, they have not yet understood what we have understood. They have not yet experienced salvation in their life. Stop freaking out about sinners when they sin. So that's what he's saying, in case you missed that. That's what I am interpreting that he's saying. They're darkened. They don't understand. They're separated. Like we were once separated. And there's ignorance due to the fact that their hearts are what? They're hardened. They, they, they're, they're closed off. Their heart of stone has not been replaced with the heart of flesh. That's what Jesus does in our life, right? Paul's going, look, don't, don't be like them. This is, this is how you once were. And he says, having lost all sensitivity. Isn't that just a picture of our world right now? There's just a layer of insensitivity that, ex- that exists right now in the conversation. He says, listen, having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they're full of greed. Okay, here's what I just want to say in these couple verses, what I said last week. The heart of the problem of the conversation going on in America and going on in our world is that there is a problem with the heart. Just to remind us of where we started in this series. And Paul lays it out. A heart separated from God is darkened, that's what he says, it's ignorant, it's hardened, it's insensitive, and it's selfish, right? We talked about this last week, that the issues that we face are not because of personal, it's not a flesh and blood battle thing, it's because it's a heart issue. Humanity has a broken heart. And Jesus Christ is the solution. He came and he rescued us. And our job as Christ followers is to, is to reconcile the world According to 1 Corinthians, we're to reconcile the world back to God. We're to tell them, listen, we've got broken hearts, but guess what? There's a solution. His name is Jesus. He brings us into a new place. The problem of the stuff that we're dealing with in culture right now is because we have a problem with the heart. We talked about that last week. That's what that says. Do you get that? There's a brokenness in our world. But verse 20 starts off, and he says that, however is not the way of life you learned, right? Now he's saying, but we turned the corner, remember? Remember when you went to summer camp and you gave your life to Jesus? Remember at women's conference, you were down here, your hands were in the air, there were tears in your eyes, and God softened your heart. Do you remember when you gave your heart to Jesus? He's reminding us, that's, that's, not, that's not what we learned. That's not what we, we, we were told, that, 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 that we have to still live with the sin in our heart, with this problem, but that when Jesus came in, he fixed the stuff, right? So it says, verse 21, when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. There it is, right? Jesus brought this aspect to our life that changed us. That's a great place to say amen. Jesus brought to our life the aspect that changed us. Okay, maybe, okay, well, later on, later on. It'll happen. It'll happen, don't worry. It says this, and you were taught 
with regard to your former way of life, like this is what you, you grew up doing this, you, you saw this in your school system, you saw this in your neighborhood, you grew up this old way of life. He says this, you were taught with regard to your former way of life, what? To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. That's that heart problem that we have. And to be, I love this phrase, to be made new. So I can tell some of you, maybe this is your first time on a Wednesday night experience. When you see a word that's bolder like that, we're all to say it together. So let's try that again. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. Now we're getting into Pastor Jim's message last week. Actions change things. Changes the heart. Starts in the mind, goes to the heart. And it says this, and once that happens, once we've got this new life and the old self is put off, right? And we've got this new, uh, this new attitude in our minds, we are to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is the speak softly and carry a big heart message from last week. All right here in Ephesians chapter 4. The whole series is right here. Right? Jesus came. He instructed us to put off the old. And I know that feels naked, Right? You're taken off. Okay, well, I'm standing here raw in front of everybody. Then he says, then put on my righteousness. And when you walk out into the world, that's what they're going to remember. That's what I want you to show. That's what I want you to tell. That's the message on your status on Facebook. That's your Twitter handle. I mean, everything in your life should point to the fact that you and I are redeemed individuals. That's changed us. There's a newness to us, right? He says, put on the new. Like, that's... Yeah, put on his righteousness and holiness. We're to speak softly and carry a big heart. We're to take a new message to the world. Our former self, yeah, when I was in middle school, I used to talk that way, I used to use that word. But I'm new. So therefore, everything's supposed to be different. I'm putting on a new thing, right? Cool. So now we're going to get into our message tonight on it relates to social media. Ah, social media. The thing that we went in intentionally to spend seconds on, but wound up spending days on, right? That's how it works. You go in because you got the ding, right? And you, okay, I got to check the thing. It vibrated. I got to look at it. I'm just going to check and see what she said. And the next thing you know, what, four and a half hours went by. And you're still in the same spot, drool down your face, and your eyes are bloodshot red going, what, what time is it? It's tomorrow? Really? Like social media, that world that everyone knows that was intended to bring us closer together is by the very means tearing apart our whole structure and when it comes to relationships social media that's what we're going to talk about tonight i'm not going to insult your intelligence i'm not going to tell you you know how to operate your facebook page this isn't a, a seminar on how to get more followers on instagram this isn't how to use the right kind of filters on snapchat Th that's not what this is this is just a biblical approach because right now if i'm reading the statistics correctly the average American spends, in a week, 41 hours. You're like, that's how much I worked this week. I know. Yeah, I know. Some of you know, I, that's like, that's crazy. On some sort of social media. It has replaced some people's full-time job, right? It's crazy. Why come I don't have a job? Because I was checking my status all day today, right? Checking my feed, right? It's insane. It's just so, and it's there and it's in our face. And to be honest with you, it happens to be the place where the conversation is the loudest, isn't it? 
because social media has given us an anonymous platform, right? I stand on here and I say something crazy, I'm accountable because you can see me and I can see you, right? And we got people watching online who can see me. There's an accountability off of every word that comes out of my mouth when I'm up here. I get behind a little laptop, get behind my little cell phone, and I can be whoever I want to be and I can say whatever. It's created a platform of anonymity. And so because of that, the volume has raised in the area of social media. Where scientists are like, this is crazy, what is this going to be about? And I'm not anti-social media. I love the fact that it can do what it's doing right now. As we're broadcasting live on Facebook. Like, I love that it can reach farther than we could ever reach in the, in the time when I was first starting in ministry. I love it. But we got to be honest with you. i got to be honest with you. That social media as a Christ follower is incredibly difficult to navigate with God's righteousness and holiness as he just asked me to, to go out into the world with, right? It's tough. So tonight, I'm not going to social intelligence, but I am going to get into some rules of engagement when it comes to social media as it relates to this conversation of peace and kindness and gentleness in our world. You ready for this? Here we go. If you got your notes, it's already there. You already know all the rules, but everyone else who doesn't have that, just pretend like you're listening. Here we go. Rule number one. I put this in your notes. We're, going to still, we're still in Ephesians chapter 4. We aren't, we're not going to leave. We're just right on the next verse, verse 25. But it says this. I just wrote, rule number one, tweet truthfully, okay? And you may say, yes. He didn't say text truthfully. I got him. He didn't say, you know, he didn't say type truthfully. No, I got, listen, tweet, text, type, whatever you want to put in that word as the action that you use to get little words out to other people. Do it truthfully. I don't know how many times I'll look on Facebook or I'll look on Instagram or I'll look on Snapchat. I'll look on some kind of social media platform and I'll hear all kinds of untruthfulness about a politician, about a star, about a this, and then people will just buy into it, right? There's this whole movement called uh, Babylon B. If you're one of the persons in this room who still thinks Babylon B is a real news place, right? You're, I'm telling you, I'm just going to set you free tonight. It is a satire piece of material. So I had my mom one day, it's, it was during the Harvey thing, and it's kind of crazy in Houston, and there's a picture of Joe Osteen in his uh, 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 yacht going down the street in Houston, and my mom is like freaking out that Joe Osteen is carrying, I'm like, mom, this is satire, this is not true, you cannot believe that that is happening right now. You have to understand that the internet, just because someone posts it online does not make it true. Now, I get an amen, but sometimes we got to be reminded it is not true. Not everything that so-and-so posts, you know, a picture, it could be a background of a picture. We were, we were guilty of that when we were in Haiti. We were in the mall or the, the airport, and there's a picture, and we're like, oh, look, we forgot to take this picture while we were there. Here, let's take this picture. It looks like we're in Haiti. You know, it, it's so easy to not be truthful. So here's rule number one. You're going to tweet. You're going to text. You're going to type whatever it is you use, and it's going to be truthful. Why? Here's what God's Word says. Verse 25, therefore, and that same conversation of putting on new and taking off old, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully. But he said speak. This is our version of speaking in the 21st century, right? Unfortunately, you go to any mall, you go to any restaurant, this is what people are mostly just sitting at the table, all four of them looking at the family four, they're all doing this, right? They're talking to each other, right? So I'm going to take this liberty in Scripture, and when the Bible says to speak truthfully, I do, I do mean, I believe it means to actually speak truthfully, but I'm going to relate it to this conversation that we are to tweet truthfully, we are to, we are to type truthfully, we are to text truthfully. It says to who? To your neighbor, for we're all members of one body. And in your anger, here it is, 
Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down when you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. When we start to tweet or text or, or try to, try to uh, uh, expand on a truth and go, oh, and, or even respond to falseness on the internet. Listen, we are giving the enemy a foothold in our life. So the, the admonishment here is, if you've got something to say, you better make sure it's true and not dribble falsehood all over the world. Falsehood to your neighbor, to your friend, to your mother-in-law, right? Or to your, to your, your enemy, for that, for that matter. The Bible says that we are to put off falsehood and we are to speak truthfully. Because if we don't, he gives us, he gives us the, the challenge. If we don't, the enemy takes that little white lie, that little untruth, that little bit of just that poke at that person. And he'll use it. He'll gain access to your heart. He'll gain access to your life. He'll gain access. And the next thing, it's easier and easier and easier to tweet gossip or to tweet falsehoods about a, a person. So we're going to, as a church, as a body of Christ, if we're going to display to this world, if we're going to lower the volume of the conversation going on, we're going to start by everything that we say and everything that we tweet and text and, and, and snap is going to be truthful things. We're not going to give false impressions. You know, social media is so interesting. It reveals so much about us, doesn't it? Right? There's so many things on social media that's like, what's your favorite this? And you got those little surveys, and you do the little survey, and it's like, ah, oh, my favorite this. And then everyone shares it, and everyone knows. Everyone knows. And it's good if you don't know the person, you walk up to them, like, hey, I know your favorite food is an orange. Awesome. You know, great. Maybe it helps in the conversation, but a lot of that stuff is just, you know, what, you know how, how many bad things have you done? I saw one of those the other day. Tell me all your darkest secrets. I'm like, really? On Facebook, you're going to tell the world. Okay, no. we got to start by just being honest with ourselves and say, I'm not going to give the enemy a foothold into my life. I'm going to speak. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to text the truth. All right, got it? Tweet truthfully. Text, type, whatever you want to put in your T word there. But I'm going to start with the idea that the word of God says that we're to put off falsehood and we're to speak truthfully. When we're online, because it's easy to be in the anonymous. No one knows it's me, so I'm going to put all this garbage out there. No one's going to know it. It's going to be false. I'm going to talk about her. She's my ex-husband, uh, new girlfriend. So I'm going to look what she's doing and look at all. No one knows it's me. I can pretend I can be happy, fluffy dinosaur. No one knows that that's me and that's my username. And I can pretend to be this and I'm going to write all this nasty stuff about her. You know what she did? She left her car running and her kids in the car. And da, 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 da. You know, we can, we're, going to, we're going to tweet. We're going to text truthfully. That's what the world needs to see. All right, number two. <laughs> Just because there's two U's, and I just use this word. Undo usefully. What? What are you talking about? There is a beautiful, beautiful thing in the world of social media that I think a lot of us need to practice a lot, a lot more. That is the art of unfollowing people. The art of just saying, I'm going to clean up my friends list, and I'm going to stop following people that I'm going to argue with every single moment of my life, all right? There's an art of undoing. And I, and I mean that, you know, this, it's, we do that in the Word documents. You can undo and go back and kind of just go, ooh, ooh, I didn't mean to. Ooh, I didn't. Okay, I'm going to go back. Some of us in this room need to practice the art of undoing usefully. We need to go through our social media accounts. And we need to go back to some of the posts that we lit, liked and we checked. I agree with because that's what that means, like. Don't forget, that means you liked it. That means you were okay with it. Maybe we need to go back and just, you know what you can do? I don't know if you know this, but you can click on it again and unlike it. Do you realize you can do it? Uh, oops. Like, I, don't, I, I didn't realize that this was making fun of a specific race. I didn't realize that I didn't, I didn't understand it, but now I'm going back and I'm reading it. You know, you're not stu- you can go back and undo some of the things that we did on social media. 
And some of us in this room, literally, we need to, we need to go back. Why? 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 Yes. Here it is, verse 28. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Like, okay, what does that have to do? Am I st- you could be stealing someone's joy by writing your nasty comment on their Facebook page. All right? So undo. You may be stealing. Says, anyone stealing? He says, no longer do it, but must work. Look, do something useful. Man, that ought to be the phrase ought to, on the tagline of every social media. Do something useful instead of being on this for 10 hours, right? Do something useful. Maybe that'll be on your, your mirror when you wake up in the morning. Don't look at Facebook. Do something else. Do something useful. Undo. Maybe there's been some habits in your life that says with their own hands, and they may have something to share with those in need, right? Maybe there's this, this habit. Every day you go, the first thing you do, you got the phone by the bed. We've heard the statistic. We talked about it in hashtag struggles last year. That the, the, There's this nasty habit that the first thing that people do is they, they have to wake up. Look at the phone, and they're like already checking their tweets, right? Don't, you're elbowing somebody because you know they do that, right? Like it, it, it's, a, it's a sickness. It's a, maybe there needs to be some undoing of some habits. There was some, I, it was stealing my time. I would come home, and my kids were like, Mom, how to go to work? I don't care. I got to check this message because your brother been bothering me all day long. And you're like, you know, the kids don't even realize it. You know, you don't even recognize that you've already walked into the entire house, into the backyard, at the fence, and you're still walking. If the fence wasn't there, you would run into the fence. You just don't realize what's going on. Like, there, there may be some habits in this world of social media that we just need to undo. We've created because it's just, it, I'm with you. I brought my phone to the pulpit tonight. Why? I don't know. I may miss a text. I may, I may miss a tweet that I, I, just, I just got. I don't know. It's with me 24-7, right? Some of us may just need to work on some habits that we just need to let the Holy Spirit undo. And our life. That could lower the volume. Just literally just saying, I'm, I'm not going to go, it's not going to be my first response, it's not going to be the first thing I check, it's not going to be the first thing I do. It's literally stealing stuff away from me. My joy, right? You come home, you had a great day, all of a sudden someone gets a bad tweet and the whole, whole house is in a roar. Oh, I can't believe it. Ah, just stole your joy, right? Maybe we need to undo, undo. So I'm getting a text right now, so I got to read it real quick. You know <laughs> Rule number two, stop reading text during the message. <laughs> rule, rule number three, here we go. So rule number two, undo usefully. There's got to find that, what he, he, the Word of God says do something useful. There could be a simple practice. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring my laptop. I was going to bring my laptop. But I have discovered, I have discovered, I have discovered the most effective tool when it comes to lowering the volume in social media in my life. You want, you want to know what it is? I'm going I'm to practice it. You got to pretend there's a laptop here. I'm supposed to bring it. I forgot, just got busy. But here it is. Uh, my laptop's up, I have, when it's just, ooh, and I'm like, ugh, and I'm like, ugh, I gotta, ugh. I found this to be like the best tool useful in my life. <laughs> and just walk away. And just, I, I don't, I don't have to respond to everything that ticks me off, right? I, I, I can usefully just go, not right now, because if I respond right now, they're gonna get the wrath of my bad day, right? So I'm going to be tempted to tweet something untruthful, so I'm going to undo usefully. I'm going to tweet truthfully. Number three, I'm going to comment cleanly. Pastor talked on this a little bit last weekend. The language. Come on, we're redeemed people. He said we ought to act and we ought to speak as if we've been redeemed. Can I just, can I just echo that from the weekend? And say, we are going to be a church. We're going to be a body. We're going to be a believers, a group of believers that we, come, we, are, we, are, we are speaking nothing but clean thoughts and clean and, and, and pure hearts. Look, verse 29, it says this. 
Do not let any unwholesome talk. That's a great time to let wholesome talk come out of here. You're reading the God's Word. Come on. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. All right. Okay. We sound by the mouths. I truly believe that the thumbs are the new mouths. Okay. The thumbs are the new mouth. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your thumbs. Okay. Here we go. If you don't mind me. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Well, they just needed to hear me say how terrible that thought was or how awful they are or how wrong their opinion is, right? No, 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 no. Let's keep going. Let's keep diving into this. That it may be benefit, that it may benefit those who listen. And here it is. We can actually do something very dangerous if we just tune this out. Verse 30, here it is. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. He... He interjects something pretty scary right there. That if I choose not to, if I choose to let my mouth be a, just a, a, a fire hydrant of just mess, my fingers would just go and type out garbage and stuff, I could be grieving the Holy Spirit. And as a believer, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal for us as Christ followers. The last thing we want to do is to put ourselves between God and the Holy Spirit. We, we, to have the Holy Spirit frustrated, or have the Holy Spirit, not that He can be frustrated, excuse me, but that the Holy Spirit to be uh, 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 offended. He can be offended. That He could be offended by us. Man, I'm saying, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. <laughs> because that's pretty important. My seal on the day of redemption, you know those, when you open something, they got that seal on it that says, if this seal is broken... You ought to put it back, right? You know, that seal, if it's broken, you don't want to smell it. You don't want to eat it. You're going to put it right back. Like, no, thank you. Whether that's medicine or food, we are all smart enough not to have a broken seal when it comes to our food. He's saying, listen, that seal is the Holy Spirit. And he's going to get to heaven and God's going to say, yes, I see you. Well done, good and faithful servant. I see my son all over you. The seal is there. We tap into this unwholesome stuff. That seal gets broken. We stand on the day of redemption with a broken seal. That's what the word of God says. Verse number 31, get rid of all bitterness rage and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice come on church this this is for us tonight this is isn't this a timely word for our culture as christ followers we have to not only just well i'm just, I'm just gonna I'm, no i gotta get rid of it. I'm not just going to throw it away. I'm just not going to do it every now and then. I'm going to get rid of it in my life. So we're going to comment cleanly. cleanly. We're going to tweet truthfully, undo usefully, comment cleanly. And the last one, number four. Rule number four. Has nothing to do with technology, but has everything to do with a redeemed Christ follower. We're going to forgive frequently when it comes to social media. Instead of walking away with offenses, that's the foothold the enemy wants. We're going to walk away and we're going to engage in social media with the concept of forgive frequently. And we're not going to be surprised when crazy troll guy on the internet starts saying stupid things. Oh my gosh, he's trolling. Oh, I can't believe it. He's probably lost. He probably has no idea the hurt and the damage that he's doing. Or maybe he absolutely knows the hurt and the damage. That's why he's doing it. Well, how do we respond to that, Pastor Meyer? Pastor said we're not supposed to be doormats. You're right. The action step here isn't to just go, oh, I take it. No, the action step here is to forgive frequently. Forgive. Maybe there's been a post about you 
Maybe there's been a post about uh, an area that you work in or the government or whatever that, that just, it's offended your spirit. Can I just, we're going to display Jesus on the internet. And we're going to forgive frequently. Why do I use the word frequently? Because you guys know I can be offended like every second <laughs> on social media. Oh, oh bing, 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 offended, 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 offended. And it takes me back to the disciples when they're asking, hey, uh, Jesus, how many times we got to forgive these people, man, when they hurt us? Is it like 10? Is that a good number? Round number? Uh, 12? Maybe like there's 12 of us, so we'll each one of us gets a chance, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like 70 times 7. Like he gives this bigger number, basically. That's a lot. Now, can I just say this? And, and talking with Pastor Jonathan Samuels, our middle school pastor, and just really just hearing his heart and, Man, how, how is this affecting you as an African-American? I just, just, just bouncing stuff off of his heart. This is, I'm not quoting him, just me and him talking. And something that came in our conversation was this analogy. And when we rush into our culture, like Peter did with that sword, right? And just start going, I'm, gonna, I'm offended, I'm offended. <laughs> what do we start doing? If you remember the story, we start chopping people's ears off. They can't hear us anyways. But, but Jesus is the answer. <laughs> I can't hear you because you're chopping my ear off, bro. How am I supposed to understand this? And that same dude in 1 Peter later on is going to give us this wisdom. When you're asked to, you know, when we're defending our faith and it's kind of related to this conversation, you know, Christians are at a, in, in, in a little bit of a tug of war with culture right now, but he says, when, when Peter, when he's like, when you've, when you've been asked to give the, an answer for why you serve God and why you do all this crazy Christian stuff, he says, you better do it with a gentle spirit and a kind heart. And I was like, Oh, yeah, the guy that got in trouble for taking out his sword and starting slashing people, that guy, same dude. Later on, he goes, I, I know what it's like, guys, when you take your sword out and you start slashing people with it. Now, don't hear me say the sword. I'm not talking about the representation of God's word. We always take that with us. Don't get freaked out. I'm talking about just the sort of offense. When we swing it and just blindly go at the culture and go, ah, we chop off their ears and they can't even hear the message of Jesus in us. But when we're able to give a kind and the gentle response and forgive and that be the action that they receive, I promise you they're going to go, whoa, you forgive me. Who? Who are you to forgive me? Oh, I know who I am. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a forgiven individual myself. I've screwed up many times and God has forgiven me, so right back at you, dude. So just a simple, a simple presentation of how we are to behave on social media with truth Right? Maybe going back and looking at some of our habits and going, oh my, did I really like that page? Did I really just like that comment? I'm going to go back and I'm going to unlike. Did I really follow that group of individuals who have that thinking? God, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and follow them. The world will not come apart if you do that, I promise. And just, we're going to comment cleanly. We're going to, we're going to clean up our art our rhetoric. We're going to clean up our, our heart. And out of that, the Bible says, the wellspring of life, man, it's all there. It comes out when this is clean. And we're going to forgive our culture. We're going to forgive. We're going to embrace them and say, man, we love you. We know it's difficult. We know it's confusing and complex and struggling. We know, we know. We know we have said things on this side. We know they have said things on that side. We know. But our response is going to be forgiveness tonight. And we're going to do it frequently as a church. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again for allowing me to communicate this word, hopefully in an effective way. 
that it challenges us to put off the old, what we've always done, what we've always heard, what we've always seen, and to put on the new. And to look at our our opportunity on social media, the, the great opportunity to be light in such a dark place. Lord, challenge us to to go through the different platforms that we use and to to redeem those things for for the kingdom and to share kindness and love, forgiveness, even when we're not met with those same responses, even when the world makes fun of us, even when we're persecuted. Help us to lower the volume in our heart And listen to the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit when it comes to these complex issues. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.